Hi, I'm Billy. She, they. And I'm Jordan. She, her. And this is the Rebel Movement Podcast. The show where we are declaring freedom from diet culture and toxic positivity, from mental health, diet culture in the fitness industry, to pregnancy, postpartum, and everything else in between, we're here to talk about it. This is a Rebel Movement. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It was a good day today. That's good. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Spent time outside and stuff I saw on your Instagram. Yes. Time outside, which was lovely. Lots of different times outside. Um, and we picked up our CSA, Ooh, nice. um, which we have again. And I'm very, very excited. Um, our little farm is so cute. And I love just driving out there to pick up the vegetables and come back. And- Aww. A little bit you drive to the farm to yeah yeah Aww. we drive to the farm to get it yeah so if we're not in the so city nice. anymore <laughs> when we're yeah. in the city, we could always go to like a pickup spot at like i don't mm. know usually a grocery store or, or farmer's market or something like that to pick it up um i know some of them deliver to your house but uh yeah no this one's uh it's the rutabaga ranch in brinston ontario so it's about 25 minutes away from here so we drive out grab our veggies and then drive back home and sometime soon i'd like to do like a picnic supper because i found a park near it mm. um and it was a nice day for it today and i kind of planned on it but then i bailed because i was just getting tired and i wanted to make sure i finished the day happy and i knew i just couldn't <laughs> i don't know maybe i could have i just didn't feel like it i guess <laughs> yeah that's fair that's totally fair mm. um that you want to end it on a good note and that's like a risk of potential energy yeah exactly it was a risk of like she could hit the fan <laughs> and today's been a long yeah because i just haven't been like yeah. the kindest most patient person lately <laughs> so today was uh, a lot of like i don't know risk benefit analysis i guess like a lot of um you know i'm gonna give a little bit here in order to give myself a, like you know like tv I'm just going to do that so I can go hang the laundry quietly and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, you know, I don't know. I get overwhelmed and start like just yelling and it just escalates really, really quickly. And then it changes everybody else's moods and it takes like a couple hours to recover from that. It's like, it's not, it's not the path I want to go down today. So my like give in is okay, fine. Watch Paw Patrol for a little bit. I'm going to hang mm-hmm. laundry, come back like with a little bit of a breather. Cause I was alone for 15 minutes <laughs> and then we can like, uses a little bit of a reset and then it's like the park could go really well but you know my youngest woke up a little early from his nap so might be cutting it close to when he's going to be tired Mm -hmm. don't fall asleep in the car okay we're not going to do that we're just going to go home have a supper and then try to wrap it up and go to bed yeah so yeah that's good I felt better about today I don't think I was the best it was like a I give myself like an eight out of (laughs) ten That's good. That's yeah. good. You can't be 10 out of 10 all the time. That's just not, yeah, that's not pretty, a possibility. Pretty decent. I aim for yeah. better, but I feel like some days when things get out of hand quickly um, or you have a really shitty day, I sometimes I try to like grade myself on the day. Like, okay, yeah. it was actually like a C plus. It wasn't like an F, you know, like mm. there were some good moments and I think I did try to recover and if I give myself like a low grade, I try to like make a plan to like make up for it tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. 
maybe that's the too much school part of me, but I try to, I find it helps be a little more objective, objective about how the day actually went versus like, what's the shitty things I'm just focusing on. You know, I'm sure it wasn't all bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I find that helpful. I don't necessarily think of the same, I don't do the same grading system, but when I'm having those moments like, oh, I didn't do anything today or like, you know, I'm, I did like a bad job today or like whatever. I often I'm like, hold on, like, what did I actually do? And it's generally way more than I thought, or, you know, mm-hmm. the day went better than I thought. Um, but it's so hard to remember those yeah. <laughs> moments when you're like, because then I end up spiraling, but then it's like, if I want to tell my partner of like everything I did throughout the day, it's like, well, it wasn't, there were like two big bad moments that I definitely could have acted, you know, <laughs> in a better way. Um, but then like the next step is like, okay, now what I'd learned from that, like, what do I need to do mm-hmm. um, next time to try to make it a little bit better? doesn't always work, but we try, yeah. we try. That's the best you can do. I think, I think that's like the most you can ask or you can be asked of, sorry, my cat's trying to get into the stuff that makes all the sound really cat she's making the sound now (laughs) 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 well there's that was banana my cat welcome to the podcast banana yeah little guest star (laughs) Uh, this uh, this week she's been her bed has been like in the corner of the living room where I teach so she's been sort of like not in this room but she's been like off in a corner behind me as I've been practicing or teaching and sometimes she just lays there the entire time and doesn't make a single sound <laughs> sometimes she'll like run back and forth with the zoomies <laughs> and I feel like she's enjoyed being on the camera as well like a, a participant in the classes because sometimes <laughs> she will let's say like try to be a participant and make a lot of sound and knock things over and <laughs> go up onto shelves I've never seen her go on regularly just like show (laughs) off her skills a little bit (laughs) yeah look what I could do mom look what I could do yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the cat version yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness Mm -hmm. um honestly I'm feeling a little cranky today oh I'm sorry it's not at like anyone or anything I just feel like I mean it happens yeah (laughs) shitty days like before I think like closer to my period and then you know I'm like also lots of stuff going on but I find it sometimes helpful to just say it because I know it's like everyone feels it and I don't know if you ever have like do you ever have things where you're like getting close to I don't know if you get more cranky for your period or if there's like stressors going on you're not sure if you're oh, like absolutely I get like the worst body dysmorphia right before my period every single oh, time since I was same. a little kid like since I was 11 yeah uh, I don't understand why that happens <laughs> I think it's the, yeah. the shittiest timing the other thing for me that's new is since having like giving birth the second time I now get like pre-cramps oh, I never what? in my life had that before and so like, I start cramping like the week before and then, then I get my period and it's just, and they they hurt more now for whatever reason. Uh, they feel more like 
really, really mild contractions. And that's never happened to me before. Oh, <laughs> so man, that's, those that's... are all new fun things. Yeah. <laughs> that's this have... year. Yeah. I think I'm going to get my that's period funny. of my birthday. I'm a little, little bummed uh, about that. <laughs> when is your birthday again? Next Saturday, the 25th. Oh, soon. Wow. Our birthdays are so close together. They're really close together. I told They're you. Very close together. Yeah. I <laughs> no, very, I knew that. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I think I will, I will have mine for it then. I don't think, at least I hope not. I hope I that my that bedroom doesn't last that long. <laughs> oh my two God. Weeks of it. <laughs> uh, I, I've like, my cramps have always been bad in high school. There'd be times where I'd like be laying on the floor in the hallway and not uh, not to like be cool although I'm sure I did that some days too <laughs> be cool I'll put in quotation um I think it's more so like hey this kid might be neurodivergent please someone <laughs> notice that she they are neurodivergent but like drawing on my pants and sitting on the floor in classrooms but anyway we won't get into that weird period of my life but <laughs> we, should my cramps have, <laughs> we should I don't yeah we should get my old teacher on oh my god they can tell you all about it <laughs> <laughs> oh um my cramps have always been really bad and I think it's been related like mood stuff before but it's I haven't I don't really remember until the previous like I don't know however many years <laughs> I can't even think about about it um I don't know like 10 15 years which makes me feel no that will be as long as anyway like 10 years we'll say not like the whole time I don't know just like since adulthood (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you since adulthood I'm uh, not telling my story very well and (laughs) I definitely get the body dysmorphia a lot before my period and it feels like before my period like the whole week before sometimes and then during and it doesn't go away till it's fully done yeah and I have to and because I feel like much more bloated and I had like my um coach has um before said like it's there your body could not have changed as much as your brain is telling you how it yeah, has I have to in tell the myself last a hundred percent like yeah it's like literally hard. yesterday I felt fine. It's you have not changed that much. Yeah. It is hard when you're a little bloated and you're like, definitely my underwear are too tight right now. And it's incredibly uncomfortable. And it's more that it's uncomfortable than yeah. anything has changed. Like now my stomach is a little more sensitive. I'm probably a little more bloated because um, I don't want to fuck this up. You're I'm pretty sure your progesterone is higher when you're in the menstrual phase and the other things that progesterone does, and it does this during pregnancy as well, when progesterone is higher than estrogen is, um, hope I didn't flip them anyways, but it, one of the reasons your uterus can, uh, stretch and that muscle can stretch is it, uh, I want to say it's like a, like a soft tissue and it's made of the same stuff as your digestive system is made of. And so, um, everything kind of like slows down a little bit. Um, in order for things to be able to stretch, like ligaments to be able to stretch and, and you just be able to stretch and, uh, yeah, anyways, it's like, it's like basically the same stuff that makes up your digestive system also makes up uterus and the way that the hormones work is that everything kind of just ends up getting slowed down. (laughs) Fuck. I'm explaining this so badly, but anyways, that's why like, you know, maybe you have a little bit of like, you you can feel your digestive system is a little bit slower on your periods. Like everything's a little sluggish. Everything's a little bit bloated. Like 
and it, it really is a, a feeling and that's why it passes because then after your menstrual cycle is done, your hormone levels will like switch back again. And it's always like an ebb and flow that happens with your, with like progesterone and estrogen. Um, they're kind of always like working at opposites. Um, and that triggers different things like shattering your shedding your uterine lining, uh, then building back up the endometrium afterwards, uh, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So like it is, there's like a physiological thing happening. Yeah. Um, that's why your bowel movements are a little different. Like all these <laughs> mm-hmm. things, like real things are happening. It's not all made up, but yeah. also at the same time, like, no, you did not go up 17 sizes in one no. night. It's absolutely impossible. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it, it just did not happen. Um, yeah. it is a very big mental game, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's normal. If you feel a little bit like, Oh, these pants are a little bit tighter. It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, your stomach's probably a little teensy bit bigger and it feels a little bit more uncomfortable. Maybe we wear like sweatpants today <laughs> and I'll be a little more comfortable. We don't have to think about yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I also find I get really hot really easily. And this past yeah. two years or so, AKA since the beginning of the pandemic, I also get cold symptoms before my period, which is not ideal. No. Uh, with the last not couple ideal. of years. I don't understand why it's like, Hey, you need to have all of the symptoms. I don't know if that's actually all of them, but mm-hmm. it's, um, between having the that hot and is then a having... hormonal thing too, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Isn't that crazy? Uh, between like having cold symptoms before my period and then also having scent allergies. I just like the amount of times this past couple of years, I've been like, wait a minute. And then I have to remind myself like, Nope, you're allergic to lemon. And so <laughs> many sanitizers have lemon in them. Oh yeah. You probably had to carry around your own or still have to carry around your yeah, own. Cause I do. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, we'll as usual, for some reason, our preamble kind of leads into the topic we were thinking about. We're pro podcaster. Yeah. It's like, it's on our <laughs> mind and somehow we like lead the conversation into it. And it, it sometimes feels scripted, but also fortuitous, which is nice. Yeah. Um, just naturally yeah. get there. Yeah, we get there eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, we wanted to, I guess, have a, like a, a lighter episode, I guess, and talk about, is it, I don't know how we're describing it, but like the best parts of leaving diet culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. final. It's still like an in-process thing. But oh, I also sure. think it's nice to like celebrate the things mm-hmm. that you've gained by leaving this behind mm-hmm. because it is really difficult to um like accept that you're no longer controlling the size of your body I guess like letting go of that part um I don't know it was difficult for me to really be like and I have to be okay with the way I look now mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. no more of this like uh, we've talked about before but this like hopefulness of like maybe one day I'll be very small and dainty and everybody will love me and my life will be perfect. Like there's like a letting go of that, which mm. is hard. And I, I wanted to say kind of sucks because it's like the hopefulness that is lost sucks, I guess. Yeah. No, not, like, ne- not necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. It's complicated. It's like grieving for the ideal that you yeah. thought could exist. Cause it was always like this false, mm-hmm. uh, is it not pretense, but false, promise uh promise yeah and this like false like illusion I guess yeah that, yeah. We, could, that we could control our body size yes yeah and then and, accepting that that you yeah can't 
And then if you're know. like grieving the loss of this, yeah, it's a weird place to be. <laughs> ideal like life that was promised to you if you could just do a good enough job of manipulating your body, which is impossible, but yeah, but like, cause now it's up to you to, to make your life yeah. better. You know, like it's not up yeah. to you changing your body and then yeah. your life will sort itself out. Like mm-hmm. you, that part you have to take out anyways, but like, yeah, long story short, I think one of the things that really helps me I want to say stay on track, but stay like committed to not going back to dieting is like taking the time to like look at the stuff that I've gained and the awesome things that I have now that I wouldn't have if I turned my focus back to dieting or yeah, I dieting is like a very general umbrella term, I guess. Mm -hmm. So what is one of them? What is one of them? Oh my goodness. I've yeah. been thinking about so many. <laughs> um, I think like, I kind of want to start with like silliest to least silly, but all okay. of them end up being very deep because mine are not going to be that organized, thought about this. So. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. I want to write them down, but I never got around to it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my favorite is that I, I can eat bread again. Uh, so <laughs> when I was in high school <laughs> in grade 12, um, someone suggested to me um, that going off gluten would be really great for all of these things. Someone else with their doctor was doing like a study and linking with like gluten sensitivity slash celiac to like a bunch of neurological problems and blah, blah, blah. The way they explained it, I was like, yeah, okay, great. Addiction runs in our family. Alcoholism runs in our family. Like, sure. I'll give it a shot. Um, I lost a ton of weight, obviously went super low carb at 17. Um, and everyone was very happy and excited for me. And that ended up with me convincing myself that obviously I was allergic to this. Uh, if it made me gain so much weight, hmm. that was my logic. I was 17. Um, and that's something I held on to for a very long time. I was like deathly convinced that I was, if not celiac, then at least incredibly intolerant to gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, like, you know, became paleo, I probably around 22, I think somewhere like that. And did that for a really long time and was strictly gluten-free for well until last year. So 11 years, I think. Um, and then in the, um, process of, you know, going back into like the last step for me was like, well, I can't be committed to this if I don't know a hundred percent that Mm -hmm. if whether or not I can avoid bread. So I'm just going to, I was pregnant. I was like, I'm just going to give it a try. If I'm intolerant, sometimes those things go away when you're pregnant. So it's kind of a low risk time to try it. Uh, so I had some and waited up and it was fine. Had some more, had some more, had some more. (laughs) And, uh, eventually I was like, Oh, if anyone tries this, by the way, for me, the first month was a little rough on the digestive system. And, but I decided to give it a solid month because it's something I hadn't had for 10 years. So I figured fair enough. we'll just kind of see what happens. It didn't end up bad, bad where I was like in crippling pain. Then I would have obviously stopped. But, uh, I was like, I know a lot of the stuff is psychological, like psychosomatic. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't that it wasn't me like in the back of my mind, convincing myself, I couldn't have this and then creating 
like some yeah. sort of digestive issue because I was convinced that I couldn't have it. Um, mm-hmm. but anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm back into bread and like, now I make sourdough like once a week for my family. Like it's just, so like every time I make sourdough for me, it's almost like an act of like, it sounds so silly and this is very dramatic, but like an act of resistance almost like, um, oh, it's like me silly. just celebrating, like I get to eat this whenever and wherever I want in the like quantities <laughs> that I want right. to eat it. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. have, it's not scary. It doesn't mm-hmm. like literally nothing changed, like, <laughs> except for mm-hmm. now it's a lot easier to eat. <laughs> yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So sorry. I'm very happy about that. That's, That's my first, like, awesome. my first kind of silly one. No, I like that one. I feel like I have, I don't, I want to say, I don't want to say I have the opposite because it's not really the opposite. But for me, when I stopped eating the things, or I like, instead of eating the things that I was told to be the healthy things to eat, I ate like whatever. And then, the like could notice how I felt after eating them because I feel like that's often pushed aside mm-hmm. when you're like or, or suppressed or whatever like I will say I still do not feel get like pain in my stomach or whatever feeling when, in, when I'm hungry mm-hmm. I still don't get those signals sometimes and I have to pay attention to other ones but um one of the things that I noticed is that when I did eat bread or gluten um and I knew I, I know that it was not just psychosomatic because it was would happen when I'd have things that didn't know had gluten in them. Exactly. Yeah. See, and it I'd like it never happened to me, and ugh. that's how I clicked. Like Jordan, yeah. you got to give us a real shot here. <laughs> yeah, I'd like rash all over my body and was like super itchy and felt really not good in my body, mm-hmm. and um, I was able to stop eating it. And I like granted, there are some some things I miss about gluten. Cause I was just getting into like liking the taste of beer and like, yeah, you know, liking certain, I don't know. I can't remember other things, but I will say I have found some good gluten-free alternatives, but which is nice. And it's not like, I will say it's still difficult, you know, to eat out, especially because I have like, you know, so many other, allergies. I almost stopped myself from praying for a second. I forgot where we were so many fucking allergies, <laughs> <laughs> but gluten is one where there's not like a that I don't know, like a uh, weight of diet culture behind it. It's just like, oh, this yeah. doesn't work in my body. Mm-hmm. Cool. And after a while of like feel eating it when I would crave it and then feeling how I felt after, I like don't get that. Does like freshly baked bread smell delicious? Yes. Is it going to make me feel good? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. And it is like a actually listening to yourself and the way that you feel versus like I feel like you mentioned like, like beans and stuff like that before, like they're just not your friend either. And it's like, if you're trying to be vegan or vegetarian and they're like, well, this is the better alternative and this is what you need to be eating. Mm -hmm. And this is so like much more, you know, pure and plant power and whatever the fuck else they want to say, like, but it makes me feel like I'm going to die. Like you, you need, I I cannot eat this. You know what I feel (laughs) good after eating? Meat that feels mm-hmm. fine. Like turkey <laughs> pepperettes. There's a reason <laughs> that I can't <laughs> yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. It was explained to me, um, by a naturopath, um, it slash, well, just Julian Murphy, who's, I'm going <laughs> to 
like name drop her like a million times, I swear. But I did do like the test, blood test thing, but it was explained to me and I'm not going to do, I'm not like full disclosure, you know this already. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a pro in this area, but it was explained to me that when you're eating something you're intolerant to, maybe allergic to as well and not hundred percent. Um, and like when you continue to eat it, like your body, you'll eat something you're allergic to, and then your body will have a response of some sort, right? If you don't listen to that response and you keep eating it, your body's like, well, you're not listening to me now. I'm going to pump it up. And then you start to react to a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening with me. So when I started to listen to my body and like not eat a lot of those things and like eat the things that made it feel good and have that be a focus, I can eat beans sometimes. And it like, I don't feel horrible like uh, grains and stuff feel fine unless it's gluten ones but um but that's kind of a I hadn't really thought about it till now I guess but I don't know if I would have gotten to that point if I hadn't like kicked out diet culture yep mm-hmm. well yeah and like the the load behind it of like having to let go of this protein source that is supposed yeah. to be so much more elite mm-hmm. um <laughs> Sorry, that's such a good way of putting it. <laughs> well, that actually is is point number two, which is a little bit heavier. Um, okay, it's like, and I don't really know how to like word it in like a cute, catchy sentence, but like, part of diet culture that I think I found really appealing, especially when I was like heavy into my like paleo days, was this like sense of moral superiority. Um, that you have over other people who like just can't quit sugar. And I put air quotes around all of that, you know, like who just can't blah, blah, blah. If you're vegan, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, yeah. well, I'm just I better than everybody else. Cause they have to eat meat. Cause they're a bunch of plebes. And like, I am so much better than everyone paleo. Well, I don't need bread to have a good time. I don't like <laughs> fucking avocado brownies <laughs> instead of normal ass brownies, because that I'm a better person than you are. Like, and it's not explicit, but it is like, you definitely get that, especially like when you're following all these like paleo, I'm just going to say paleo for me because I don't want to get into a vegan conversation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like following all these paleo recipe creators and, and food bloggers, you know, it's just like, you kind of get into this world of like, well, we're better than everybody else because everybody else still like succumbs to this addiction of sugar, which whole other thing it's not real but like Mm. you know you just you end up feeling that's where you get your sense of worth from that's where you get Mm -hmm. your sense of like belonging and and this like overinflated sense of self right that that you're better than everyone else because you can follow these strict rules um yeah and leaving that i was thinking about it today it like actually allows me to judge I knew I was judging other people less that's something I've been working on for a really long time um I'm still a little judgmental sometimes but (laughs) working on it (laughs) um but you like it's just in general like a lot less judging other people but I realized today that uh because I was thinking about this that I feel like for the most part I put a lot less judgment on myself and my own actions. I'm not even just talking about food. Like, it's just like being able to look at myself in just a really neutral, it is what it is kind of way being able to go, well, like I had this plan for supper, but it's not going to work out that this is what we're doing instead being able to like, I don't know, I'm 
like planning a road trip and like yeah I'm like a little worried about like it's our first road trip with the kids and like all those kinds of things like there's a lot of things that can go wrong but like kind of just being like well this is kind of a tester and like yeah it's a 10-day tester but like I'm gonna learn a lot of things from this and then I'll be able to adjust and know like should we have been staying in places longer or less long or should I make sure the drives are not eight hours and aim for four like I will learn that later I can't learn it now Mm. you know but Mm. just being a lot I hope that ties back to like that sentiment of like just not judging myself so harshly because I'm not going to get caught up in things I have no control over. Um, not going to get like obsessive about uh, failures. I feel like I used to struggle with perfectionism, perfectionism a lot. And I feel like I, it's less so now. Just, I don't think I realized what a hold that like morality and judgment and mm-hmm like how that actually played out in my life beyond yeah. just the food choices I made. Yeah. Um, I relate to that one. Your number, t- like, I'm not going to say that phrase like that. <laughs> <I've> re- <laughs> <laughs> um, you can imagine what I was going to say. Yep. Uh, um, I relate to your point very well as someone who is an ex-vegan and definitely had some of those same, um, same feelings. My second one is silly ish <laughs> more on the sillier side. Um, I, you don't have to eat gross shit. If you, I mean, not literally, but you don't have to eat gross stuff. If you don't want to eat gross stuff, which I know sounds so simple, but yeah. when I was at, like at one point in one of my, uh, I don't know, bad points, <laughs> I would, it was recommended to me by a not so great um, person like doc, not doctor, but like a, I don't know if not anyway, I can't remember what they're called, but this person I was having appointments with, I, I can't remember the words and I'm panicking. So I'm forgetting them all the it's things. A, it's but, an individual and you met with them on a semi yeah, basis. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things they told me to do is have psyllium husk in water in the morning. Oh, I um, <laughs> and I like, and then I've had to eat like no grains, no, I had like, I basically could only eat like kale and psyllium husk water. I was not like, I lost a ton of weight and felt horrible, had no energy, but that's like, that's a previous point, but the psyllium husk in water is the most disgusting thing. And I would just make myself drink this gross ass water in the morning and be like, mm, so healthy. And like, <laughs> like actually gagging because of how gross it is just light it on fire throw it out can't drink um anything like a cucumber juice not cucumber water is fine but like a juice Mm -hmm. because i did a juicing cleanse (laughs) and the idea of cucumber juice makes me want to throw up like Yeah. (laughs) yeah i do still sometimes crave juice like that's not one that i um, no it was like straight and I hate beets uh, like to no end if you've ever yeah. met me I probably brought this up at some point mm-hmm. they taste like actual fistfuls of dirt to me it is not good <laughs> yeah. like the other day in our CSA we got beets and I tried to make like beet pancakes because I've seen them on some of the like kid things I was like yeah sure whatever pink pancakes sounds cute uh, maybe I'll like the beets this way and I 
I put so much sugar in there and I could still taste the dirt. It was (laughs) like dirt pancakes. It tasted like dirt pancakes. Yeah. I just brought out the bad flavors of flour. Like, I don't know, like there's a, a, a bit in flour that I'm not a fan of that comes out when it's just done badly and like the beets with the dirt and and then you just had to like put maple syrup on it I made whipped cream because I was like maybe this will like make things better it did not did it help whipped cream on top of dirt it was just (laughs) anyways part of the juicing was to juice beets which like can you imagine me like fucking plugging my nose and chugging yeah again you don't like (laughs) no do I think those three yeah. days changed the course of my health? Absolutely yeah. not. Like, it also doesn't do the things that they, like we could do a whole other episode on a lot of this stuff. But like, <laughs> a lot of the it's, myths. It's, it's like, that's something that in the yoga world is a very, like a westernized yoga world is a very popular yep. thing. And I'm just going to say, I'm not going to give you any science behind it. Again, I'm not a professional. No, we're not, that's not, that's not what the episode is about. It's BS. <laughs> don't do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If it feels um, good in your body, it's like, if you Have enjoy the taste of dirt, absolutely eat your meat. But like, I do I love beets. not like them. <laughs> no, no. I feel like there's still sometimes things, not as much now, but especially at the beginning, there were things that I would buy when I go to the grocery store that I felt like I had to buy because they were like, oh, you have to eat this because it's healthy. And then like leaving diet culture, you're like, I don't even like this. Why am I yeah. eating this? Like, who cares if it's healthy? Okay. Yeah. No, one thing I actually had to like check myself was I was still buying the gluten-free oats even after like fully bringing back gluten. Um, and you know, I actually like stopped myself. I was like, no, just try a different brand. It doesn't have to be the Bob's Red Mill stuff. Try a different brand. Are they better? Or do you just think that it has to be this because it's healthier somehow? Mm. Um, because like I was, paleo for so long that it was like no grains whatsoever and then when I was like kind of weaning myself off that I was like okay well these are gluten-free so that's probably fine um there's no there's no actual like chemical difference between the gluten-free ones well minus the fact that they all have gluten but I mean you know what I mean in terms of like the actual mm-hmm. oat um I know it turns out I do like the texture of the Bob's Red Mill ones better <laughs> but mm. uh the other ones are cheaper and so sometimes I'll get those instead um but i prefer the other ones but I like yeah it was one of those things where I have to like stop myself and like double check do I think that this is what I need to be buying because it's healthier in quotes than the other kind of oatmeal or do I actually enjoy the way this tastes better than the Mm -hmm. other stuff Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point I feel like this is going to be a series it's going to be a series right now yeah (laughs) I feel like The only thing I wanted to mention before we finish mm. is, I don't know if you got this too, but like just, and we said we would do a bigger episode on this, but like actually being able to like tap into your intuition and listen mm-hmm. to your intuition. So you were talking about like being able to like actually listen to how food felt in your body. But I mm-hmm. do feel like the diet culture shit took up so much space in my head that I didn't realize until it was gone. Yeah. That- I actually do have intuition and it is there. It does exist. And like, I can hear it now. Whereas Mm. before, I feel like I was just so preoccupied with everything else. Like even just being able, like somebody asking you to like go to a restaurant was like fucking three hour meltdown of trying to find 
the menu and then go through everything. So you had a plan before you got to the restaurant. And now it's just like, it's whatever. And I, that's point yeah. number four, I guess. But like the real, the real point I was trying to make was just the intuition piece. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that'll be a, a much, much larger conversation. Yeah, I think that's um, going to be a, is cool a one. really nice, nice benefit, especially if you thought that it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you never know what to do because you can't even, you don't have an inner voice or whatever. Yeah. Um, it is there. And once you sure. get rid of the weight and the, like, just like the mental <laughs> load of fucking diet culture, uh, once that's gone, it leaves a lot, a lot of room in your head for other things to come in. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like learning to trust your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is because food takes deal. up such a big part of our lives as it should. It mm-hmm. literally keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. Not having to hyper-focus on it um, and learning how to trust that you will know when to eat. You mm-hmm. will know what you want to eat at some point it, it will happen mm-hmm. um you know like you will know when to stop eating like mm-hmm. these things they will happen um you will be able to find all these signals and then you start to like listen to how food feels in your body and then it becomes like how movement feels in your body and how people's words land in your body like all these other things start to make a lot more sense because you can yeah. instead of numbing yourself against them um, you know, cause you're ignoring your hunger, ignoring your whatever else, um, really opens up a lot of, I don't know, room, I guess for intuition. Yeah. Like, there's so much more space in your brain. Oh my God. So much more time to actually yeah. think about shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're def- we'll definitely do. I just thought of like 5 million more. I feel like oh, we're I definitely going to do another one. <laughs> I have to try and remember to write these down because last time yeah. we did a part one and part two, I forgot um what I did and didn't talk about I guess you could just listen to it but um I'd like to hear other people's stuff too because I think it's really powerful yeah Yeah, that's what I was going to say too um I'm going to have a I'm going to make an email I'm going to put let's just say for now either I'll insert the email at the end here I'll put put another little thing or we'll just put it in the info of the episode um we'd love to hear as Jordan was saying like love to hear yours like um benefits of leading diet culture love to hear uh if you have any questions for us like at all any type we want to do an episode where we're answering some of those questions yeah i was thinking if you have the 10th episode if you want uh to do Mm -hmm. like an ama and i'm just going to put it now so yeah start sending questions and then we'll try to collect some on our instagrams um either at move with billy b-i-l-l-i-e or at jordan.etal um yeah we'll try to do some amas there to collect more questions we can do an Mm -hmm. actual 10th episode of amas to celebrate that we recorded 10 of these conversations (laughs) another thing i would like it is soon which is this is a this is a different episode but it's something i've been thinking about and i've i've gotten a couple from my just my like teaching and stuff but i would love to hear your story of you know, like of experiences with diet culture and um, yoga or diet culture and fitness that were like I mean it I don't know how do I explain this like 
I feel like it's very unfortunately common for people to have had a shitty experience Mm -hmm. in some of these spaces. And I think sometimes when we talk about it, we're like, oh, this wasn't just me. And you can send them in. I don't know like what we'll do with them yet. Obviously, maybe we'll do an episode and like go deeper into the topic. But I just thought I'd throw it out there because I think um, thought it might be an interesting. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And we want to it like this not to just be us talking, I guess, like bringing more voices in, more experiences in, make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, this can be fun. We're just this starting, but I'm so freaking excited. I can't yeah. believe this is what number eight now? I don't even remember. <laughs> eight? Yes, and this will be out at the end of June. Watch us be wrong. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. If you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever all those things are, please do um, share it with your friends. We love seeing, I guess I can't speak for both of us, but I think we oh, both I love, love seeing love when you post. Yeah. Posting that they're listening or the best. post like, I don't know, even just thoughts or like mm-hmm. DM us things that they liked about the episode. Mm-hmm. Or I guess best would be leaving a comment on the reel that Billy makes of the yes, episode. True, true. To help encourage other people to listen if they uh, would also find it, I don't know, fun, I guess. Not useful, hmm. meh, whatever, but like interesting <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for um, listening and coming along this journey with us. It's been so fun and I'm excited to talk again next time. Absolutely. Hit us up with your <laughs> brags. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear from all of you. So I fully expect everybody listening to send us something. Yes, anything. (laughs) Yeah, not that I specifically know who you are, but anyway. (laughs) Bye. Bye.